Hey guys, thank you so much for tuning into this podcast. You've made the best decision you could possibly make by tuning your ear to the Word of God. I would love to invite you to stay updated with us on Facebook and YouTube. You can find us at Revival House Church. Father, bless this person and let the seed of the Word multiply 30, 60, and 100 times over in Jesus' name. You guys excited to be here Wednesday night? Thank you, Jesus. Hopefully you didn't come, as I said, in worship. Hopefully you didn't come uh, for a religious service. I hope, hopefully you came hungry off of what God did Sunday, man, touching people's hearts. I pray that, I pray that when you left, I pray that God's been speaking to you. I pray that God's been dealing with you. I pray that he's been putting a fire in you. That you didn't just leave a service like that and think, well, okay, well, let's just go back Monday morning, back to life as usual. If you did, that's okay. We'll keep praying for you. But I'm telling you guys, something is certain. God's igniting people's hearts in America. Amen. My wife sent me a picture, not only in America, my goodness, all around the world. Holy cow. There's, there's revival breaking out in Uganda People just flooding the altars. My wife sent me, I've seen pictures of Philippines, revivals breaking out all over the world. My wife sent me a picture of Baylor University where they went outside by a fountain and you had tons of students. I mean, my goodness, students out there by this fountain at night just sitting on these steps, like hundreds of them in prayer and worship, believing God for, uh, to move here. Amen. So, I mean, I'm telling you, God can't force anybody, and God won't force anybody. That's the thing is that people think revival is just like some sovereign wave of God's hand. When God just moves in response to people's hunger, amen. And that's why really Sunday it was just a major push to just get people starving, get people hungry, get people broken. You know, I told you to ask the Lord if there's anything in your life, if there's anything in your heart, if there's any pride, if there's any sin, if there's any flesh or any, anything that has to die, that you would come into that breaking place and that place of total surrender to Jesus. Guys, I'm telling you, you want to see revival. I'm talking like a church just totally filled with people that are totally surrendered. I mean, one say 100% surrendered to Jesus. Hallelujah. I, that place of absolute brokenness before the Lord. Lord, I've given you everything. Here's all that I am. Everything that I am. Here it is. You know, it's when you've really taken your life. The Bible says in Romans chapter 12, it says this. I plead with you, verse 1, to give your bodies to God because all he's done for you. Let them be a living and holy sacrifice, the kind he will find acceptable. This is truly the way to worship him. And so it says that you take your life. You know, when the Bible talks about sacrifice, you know what Paul's alluding to? The altar. The sacrifice. They would take animals, put them on the altar, I mean, it was gruesome. They would slaughter these animals. They would kill them, slit their throats, drain their blood. And, you know, they would tie and bind these animals, burn them, give them as an offering to the Lord. And he says, let your life be a sacrifice. Amen. What that means is that you actually take your life and you come to that total place of, bro- of here I am. I'm dead. 
Lord, I give you every part of my being, every part of my existence, every part of my life, every part of my mission, every part of my future, every part of my heart, every part of my money. Let all that I am praise the Lord. Guys, and I know that a lot of us say that, but I'm just convinced and it's... There's always a deeper level. I know I'm, I'm always pressing to a deeper level, but I'm convinced that many have never even had that initial experience with God. Many people in church that claim the name of Jesus, they, they believe in Jesus. But I'm also going to tell you something. Guys, there's a difference between belief and what the Bible calls, or what I, I would say, I don't know if the Bible uses this word, but mental assent. Say mental assent. Mentally ascending is just you believe something's true in your head, but you're not convinced of it in your heart. Faith comes from the heart. Faith doesn't come from the head. You can, you can, you can read every Kenneth E. Hagin book. You can listen to every message. You can know all the doctrine, and you can agree with it in your head. Somebody can preach it, and you can say, amen, I, amen, I believe that's true. But there's a difference between believing something, agreeing with it, mentally ascending to it with your brain and with your mind, to believing something in your heart. And faith comes from the heart. And Jesus said that there's an unstoppable power of faith. That if you believe in your heart and do not doubt, you can say to a mountain commanded to be moved and cast into the sea. And the Bible says even to be saved, you can't just believe in your head. It says you must believe in your what? Heart. And confess with your mouth that Jesus Christ is the Lord. I think it's important to lead people, give people an opportunity to be saved, but, you know, I think there's a lot of people that have said the words, but the Bible says from the overflow of the heart, the mouth speaks. That the issue of, issues of life flow from the heart, and so when it says you believe in your heart, you confess with your mouth, I think we, we've even missed that where you think with your head and then you repeat with your mouth. That's not what it says. I think what you're saying is true in my head, and I'm going to repeat what you're saying with my mouth. And we mistake that for believing in your heart. I think that believing in your heart is actually coming to that total place. I mean, where you're on your knees, and you're crying out to God, and it's like it comes out of you. Jesus is the Lord. Amen. Jesus is the Lord. Jesus is the Lord. Jesus is God. I, out of my heart, Lord, I surrender to you. You are the Lord. You are God. You are my master. You're my king. I live for you. Hallelujah. That's the point I want every person to get to. My goodness, man, I'm telling you, and I love every one of you. Maybe you're already there. Maybe I'm preaching to someone online. I don't know. But I want every single person that comes in this ministry to come to that total place of surrender. From the overflow of the heart, you cry out to God, here I am, Lord. You know, and you have to get totally, you have to get broken to the point where you, you're desperate for God to use you. That's what a lot of people's problem is, is most Christians, they don't even care. They don't even think. They don't care if they're used by God. They don't care if they do anything for God. Do you know that? 
There's a lot of Christians, they don't think at all. Like they could get from 2023 to 2024 and, and never think, have I done anything really for the Lord? It wouldn't even cross their mind. But totally getting broken is getting to that place where you're like, Lord, here I am. Send me. Use me. You, I'm hungry, Lord. I want you to use me. I want to be used by you. Hallelujah. I want to be a vessel in the master's hand. And the Bible says that when a person begins to cry in their heart to the Lord in that way, there'll be action that follows and you'll actually set yourself apart to the Lord. And then the, by, Paul told Timothy that you'll be an instrument of special use, ready for the master to use you for every good work. Man, I'm speaking to someone in here because this has nothing to do with what I thought I was preaching about tonight. Say desperate. Say hungry. Hungry, hungry people. Hungry for the Lord. Hungry for the Lord. Hallelujah. <laughs> you feel the fire of God. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. You know, and I pray, whatever direction this ends up going tonight, Father, I pray that even if I give information about the Bible, I pray that there would be a fire that comes from the Holy Ghost that ignites in a person to carry out this information. Because there's a lot of Christians that they have a lot of information, but they have no fire. They have no fire. What, is the, what does the fire do? The fire of God does many things, but I'm telling you, one thing it does is it makes the engine run. It makes the pistons fire. Are you with me? It puts the rubber to the road. The, the Bible talks about that there's those. Don't only be hearers of the word, but be doers of the word of God. Amen. You know, and, and, and there's a lot of Christians that they're doers of the word when it comes to, you know, and it's not like it's insignificant. I don't mean small, like it doesn't matter, but they'll, okay, I'll forgive. I can do that. I'll love. I can do that. I'll pray for my, my friend. I can do that. Amen. I'll, I'll go to church. I can do that. But I'm talking like somebody that gets it in their heart to do something big for God in their generation. And I prophesied in Jesus' name, out of this ministry will come many people. They, oh, my goodness, they go on to do something major, magnificent, mighty for God in our generation, in our day, in our age. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. The Bible says the harvest field is plenty. It says the harvest is plentiful, but the workers are few. Pray to the Lord who's in charge of the harvest and ask him to send more workers into the field. Lord, I'm praying that right now. I'm praying that out of Revival House Church, you'd raise up workers that go into the harvest field. Hallelujah. They go into, because the harvest, well, Lord, people need to get saved. Well, America's falling apart. Well, people, people, look, what they're destroying this country. And they think, pray, Lord, that they'd get hungry for God. No, he said people are hungry for God, that there's not enough harvesters. There's not enough workers. There's not enough people going out. 
Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. <laughs> Hallelujah. Man, I don't look, look, I just feel the anointing of the Holy Ghost. If not for anybody else, for me, I just feel, you know, the Bible talks about in Matthew chapter 25 that there was 10 virgins. Half of them, they all had oil in their lamps. Half of them let their oil run dry, and half of them got new oil. You got to have an oil change. Amen. You got to have an oil change. I feel an oil change right now on me. I feel an oil change. Man, I'm, I'm, I'm telling you something. Tomorrow, I'm waking up, and I'm running with fresh oil tomorrow. <laughs> Amen. Thank you, Jesus. You got to have fresh fire come on you. In Acts chapter 4, you know, they had already received the Holy Ghost and, and been baptized in the Holy Ghost in Acts chapter 2. But then two chapters later, they go into a prayer meeting, and then the fire falls again. What was that? Fresh. Fresh grace and oil change. The Bible says don't be drunk with wine, but be filled with the Holy Ghost. Be drink, drink from the, there's a river of living water. Hallelujah. Man, I'm asking you, like, just lift your hands right now and say, Holy Ghost, give me an oil change today. Hallelujah. <laughs> give me an oil change, Lord. Every heart set them on fire in this place in Jesus' name. Lord, even those that had wondered, let them return to their first love tonight. Hallelujah. I'm telling you, some of you, look, there's no condemnation if you, because you recognize, man, I've let my heart drift from God, and you're not satisfied. It grieves you. And you say, I want to return back to my first love. I want to be on fire for God. Man, the Lord will hear that kind of prayer, and he'll return you tonight by, by the anointing of the Holy Spirit. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Fall on every hungry person in this room. In Jesus' name, Lord. Every hungry person. Fill them from the top of their head to the soles of their feet. Fresh fire in this place. Hallelujah. Fresh fire in this place. Just for a moment, let's begin to worship the Lord. Can you, media team, can you just put a pad on for me in the key of E and let's worship the Lord? Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Hallelujah. Come on, I want you just to put an expectation on God. Don't worry about what I'm doing. I'm not doing anything other than just what I feel the Lord doing right now. What, I'm just modeling what he's doing. If any of you right now will begin to just do, take the position of the woman with the issue of blood 
She thought to herself, if I can just touch the hem of his garment, I know that I'll be healed. And I want you right now to just begin to put that kind of expectation on the Lord. Lord, I'm, I'm putting my faith out tonight to receive from you, to, for you to touch me, for you to give me a fresh fire, a fresh hunger. You know, the, the Holy Ghost that says that he gives us, the Spirit gives us the power and the desire to do the things that please him. So he'll give you the power to do the things that are pleasing. And then he'll also give you the desire. And I feel it right now in this place. There's a fresh fire for the word of God coming in your life. A fresh hunger for the word. The word that's been stale, now it comes alive tonight in Jesus' name. God's putting a fresh hunger for his word in you tonight. You're going to hunger and thirst. Thank you, Jesus. We receive that right now. Hallelujah. 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 Come on, just welcome the Spirit of the Lord in this place. Just sing this, sing. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Come on, keep singing. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Brother Frank, will you come up? Come up. Let me pray for you. Whatever you're believing God for, just believe that you receive it. We're going to make a point of contact. Thank you, Jesus. Father, I pray whatever you want to get into this man. Nothing to do with me, Lord. You just touch him. Touch him by the Holy Spirit. Let your spirit come on him right now from the top of his head to the soles of his feet. In Jesus' name. <laughs> Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Lord, answer his cry to be used by you in Jesus' name. Open doors for him, Lord, in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. 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 Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. God knows what you want. Just tell him you receive it. I receive it. Amen. Hallelujah.
Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Miss Jane, will you come up and let me pray for you? You can continue to pray. Don't feel like you got to rush off. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Just let her receive it from you, a fresh fire in Jesus' name, from the top of her head to the soles of her feet. Fill her up. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Lord, this has nothing to do with me, my anointing, my ability, my nothing, nothing to do with me. This is the Holy Spirit touching his people. Hallelujah. And I thank you, Lord, for the very real touch and the very real power of the Holy Ghost in her and on her being. And for the very real fire of God burning in her like a fire in her bones. And the Lord will wake you up in the midnight hour. And you'll burn right in the pit of your belly. You'll burn and you'll burn and you'll churn, and the Lord will have you pray, and then you'll be like, I just can't even go back to sleep, and the Lord will just have you pray. You'll be so stirred. Lord, oh my gosh, I don't even know what to do, but I'm excited. I don't know what to do, but I got to do something, Lord. You'll just burn, and that's the fire in you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. You know, before the service started, my friend right here, I haven't met you yet, but can I pray for you? Go ahead, come on up. I just want to encourage you as you're coming, what the Lord told me to tell you is whatever you came here for, the Lord answers your prayer tonight, in Jesus' name. Whatever you need, all gifts come from him. It's the same, you know, There's the Bible talks about how there's Different things, but it's the same spirit that's the source of it all. And so that's a, it doesn't matter if it's breakthrough, financial breakthrough. doesn't matter if it's an open door. doesn't matter if it's a restoration to a relationship. The same spirit is the source of them all. What was your name? Nice to meet you. Hallelujah. Father, just lift your hands just like this. Father, in the name of Jesus, answer her prayer tonight. In Jesus' name, hallelujah. <laughs> hallelujah. Touch her, Lord. Are you believing God to open a door for you? Amen. You believe in God for greater opportunity? You've been looking around just like, I'm sick of this. Like, I got to break out of this. Something's got to change. The Lord says he's opening a door for you. Just believe it. 
And just begin to thank him for it. Don't even question it from this point forward. Just let the only thing that comes out of your mouth be, Lord, thank you that you answered my prayer that night. And, and there's a door opening up for me in Jesus' name. It's going to be a blessing to your family. It's going to be the answer to the financial thing that you're believing for. God's going to do it all. Amen. <laughs> in Jesus' name. Amen. Hallelujah. You know, I don't know you. I'd like to ask you, though. I know this, is, this isn't your average church, and so we're not just trying to put on a show or anything. But because I don't know you, I just want to make sure. Do you, or do you know Jesus? Do you have a relationship with him? Is that something that you have? Or if not, is that something that you desire? Used to? Really? Praise God. Wow. But you just want to live for him now? You want to just make a, we can pray. Would you like to pray and just rededicate tonight? You know, God will, the devil tried to come in, open doors, bring people into your life. They weren't, you know, things came into your life that wasn't sent by God. It was sent by the enemy to kill, steal, and destroy. But Jesus, tonight, any door that the devil opened, he can shut tonight in Jesus' name. He'll shut every door. He'll restore things that were meant for bad. God will turn it around for good. Things that the devil tried to send, the devil thought he was actually sending to destroy you, the Lord's going to flip it. Even those people are going to get saved and on fire for God. I have no idea. I don't know you, but that's just what the Lord's telling me to tell you. Amen. Amen. Just pray this prayer with me. Say, Father, I come to you in the name of Jesus. I believe in my heart. I confess with my mouth that Jesus is the Lord and that you raised him from the dead. I lay my life down afresh tonight. Set me ablaze. Light me on fire. Use me, God. <laughs> and I'll be used by you. <laughs> Hallelujah. Lord, fill her with joy right now in the name of Jesus. Joy. Joy, 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 joy. <laughs> Hallelujah. People are start calling her Nisa, Nisa, right? Nisha Joy. <laughs> In Jesus' name. Amen. Hallelujah. 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 Thank you, Lord. You know, I feel, Anna, I feel this over you, the Lord. You know, the Lord, he's going to, I feel like God's doing this thing in your life where you're at this kind of pivotal I'm going to serve God. And, and the Lord, I just want to pray this over you. God fills you tonight. I mean, with that fire. God's going to set you ablaze, and he's going to use you. I mean, like, really use you. I mean, I'm talking going to the next level in every single way. I see you being used. I don't even know what it looks like. I'm not going to prophesy this is what you're going to do in the ministry, but I see God act like using you in a great capacity in the ministry. 
to reach many people. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Let me pray for you. Come on up here to the front. Thank you, Jesus. Father, just set her ablaze with the Holy Ghost. Set her on fire with the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. In the name of Jesus, let the fire of God touch her body tonight in Jesus' name. <laughs> Hallelujah. <laughs> Hallelujah. Praise God. Mm. Fire, Lord. This is the year that marks her life. Fire. <laughs> Fire in Jesus' name. This is the year that marks her life, Lord, forever. Forever. Just like the other, some of the other young people in this church that they had that moment, that fire of God moment that put the gasoline in the engine and cranked it. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. Come on, just lift your hands to the Lord and begin to thank Him in this place. Thank you, Holy Ghost. Thank you, Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Fire, Lord, on your people. Fire, Lord, on your people. Fire on your people. Fire, fire, fire on your people in this place. Thank you, Jesus. And when you receive the fire, you'll never turn back. I'm telling you, you'll never turn back. You'll run. You'll serve God. If you haven't, listen, I'm telling you, if you haven't, maybe some of you have been around it. Maybe you've seen somebody else that's had it. Maybe you've seen a minister that carried it. Maybe you could tell me all the ten-point doctrines all about it. But there's a difference between knowing about it and having it. Amen. Having that fire. And when you get it, there's just, I'm telling you, there's no turning back. I mean, it just, it's the thing that launches you. It's the thing in the upper room that he told them, wait until you receive this gift. Do not leave. Keep tearing. Keep praying. Keep pushing. Keep seeking until you receive the gift. Because when you receive the gift, you shall receive power. And you'll be a witness telling people about me everywhere. That fire of God, it changes you. But you can't get it from any man. You have to get it from Jesus you have to get it from Jesus. Matthew chapter 3, John the Baptist said, 
I baptize you with water, but one is coming greater than I, who, who I'm not even worthy to untie his sandals, and he will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and with fire. As I'm telling you this, I said it Sunday night, I said it, believe, Sunday morning, Jesus is not a thought, he's not a figment of our imagination, he's not a, a good vibe or a mystical force of the universe, he is a physical being, he, is a, he has a physical body. He has, an eye, he has a face that you could look at, eyes that you could see, a hand that you could touch. And he sits on a physical throne in a physical heaven. And he's the one. He's the one. The, the Bible says that man looks on the outward appearance, but God looks at the heart. And you may wonder, you know, why do you see God even using some young people? that It's like they haven't done anything for him. Lord, but yet here I am, and I've done all this stuff, and look at this young person that you just put, pour out and use them in a great way and all, and all of these things. How does that seem fair? Because he's the beginning and he's the end. When God actually looks at a person, he doesn't just see them in that moment. He, he sees their heart, and sometimes he, he does that with people because he not only sees them right then, he sees who they'll be. He sees, you know, a person, a young person that's like, I can already see them 10 years, 15 years. If I give my fire to this person, they'll do great things. They'll do great things. And God, guys, God doesn't pick and choose who he touches. He does it only. He said, if you hunger and thirst after me, you shall be filled. You shall be filled. You shall be, you will be filled. You could ask me for a drink. What did he tell the woman at the well? He said, I'm asking you for a drink, but if you knew who I was, you would be asking me for a drink. And if you asked me, I would give you a drink of living water. And it says that he spake of the Spirit, which had not yet been given because he had not ascended. But here's the key. Say, ask. How many Christians do you know that go to him and ask? How many do you know? There is many people that are content never asking for a drink. They're content to come to church. They're content to live their life. They're content to watch Christian movies and listen to Christian radio. They're content to live a semi-pretty well moral life. But yet they never, they can't look at one, like, can, can you identify, I ask every person in here, can you identify one moment when no one was looking? No one. No one was watching you. No church service. No special, we're laying hands, where it was just you. And you cried out to God asking for living water. Can you? Many people will say No. I'm not here to condemn you, but I'm here to tell you that that's the thing, is that many people are satisfied without it. But if you'll get, if you can, if, if you say, well, I haven't, but I want that, begin to cry out to him. This isn't something that can be microwaved. This is something I'm pressing for in our church. I'm pressing for a church full of people that have sought the face of God personally, one-on-one, and asked him, Lord, give, he said, if you would ask me, I would give you living water. But you have to ask. You don't get it just from coming to church. You have to ask. You can come to church, never ask. You'll never get it. 
You don't just get it reading your Bible. You don't just get it, you know, those are all great things to do, but you have to ask him. You have to get hungry. You have to get thirsty. You have to, you have to get desperate. And I can't even describe it to you. That's the, the way that the Spirit is. The Bible says the Spirit of God is like the wind. You don't know where it comes. You don't know where it's going, but it, it, it's, it's a mystery. And what I'm telling you is kind of like a mystery. I mean, it just doesn't, I can't pinpoint it and say this is what it is and how it works. It's a holy conviction for the work of God. God's raining checks down from heaven. I was trying to flatten this check out in my Bible. forgot about it. It's really a holy conviction that comes from the Spirit of God, for the work of God. You know, when I was in uh, Dallas last year, and I, could, I can tell you, again, listen, I don't ever tell you these stories to come across, hey, I've arrived, everyone, get on my level. No, but I, I can't speak for you. All I can speak is for me, right? That's all I have. It's things that I can relate it to. So I don't tell you this in pride or arrogance or, wow, I'm more spiritual. No, I don't say that. But I can tell you that there's been times where a holy conviction. I remember when I was in Dallas, I was at one of Dr. Rodney's meetings. And it's not something that I could fake. I couldn't manipulate it today if I tried. And this holy conviction came over me by the Spirit where I began to cry Cry for Angelina County. I began to cry. I remember this last uh, January when I was praying and fasting and seeking the Lord. I actually had a vision. It wasn't like open vision where, you know, I've had experiences like that, but it was like very vivid vision where I just began to see faces flash in front of me. And it was the people of Angelina and I mean, my heart began to break because I just, all of a sudden, I felt this, this, it was the Holy Ghost in me. It was what God feels. I, it, I, it wasn't even, it can't be come from the flesh. I felt this reality that these people are lost, Lord. It wasn't a hatred. It wasn't a judgment. It wasn't condemnation. It was a holy love and a brokenness. These people are lost and they don't even know that they're lost. In fact, I'll be honest with you, I recognize some of the faces. And s nobody that goes to this church, but I recognize some of the faces. And some of the faces were of people that I know that go to church. They go to church every single Sunday. Random people that I don't even know why I saw their face, but I saw their face and the Lord showed me that they're lost. They're lost. And I got this deep sorrow. You know, you may ask, John, what are you doing right now? I am literally just trying to create space for the Holy Spirit, for you to have a moment with Jesus like I've had moments with Jesus. Because those moments changed everything. I went to Bible college, I learned the doctrines, I took the classes, I read the books, and I'm telling you right here and right now that the fire 
that, that's doing this didn't come from the information. It came from moments seeking his face where God put a fire that came behind that information and launched it into action. And that's what you need. You can't get it from a, just listening to teaching. There's people, they've, oh my gosh, they know. They could write books about the teaching. Paul talked about people in the book of Hebrews. He said, some of you have been, you should be teaching others. But yet we're still having to go over fundamental things. And that's what he said in the scripture. Because you need the fire. The fire. Say the fire. The fire. The fire. How do I get the fire? I, pr- I seek Jesus. I get hungry. I get desperate. I'm going to tell you how you get the fire from Jesus in this church. Guys, the day that, that you get so desperate, and I'm not trying to trigger some emotional flesh response to make me happy, but I'm just being honest. The day, you know, even when we go to worship and praise the Lord, that something begins to move in you that will move you out of your seat. What's more holy? Well, you know, people automatically start thinking, why do I have to come out of my seat? No one said you had to come out of your seat, but the reality is, is that people just refuse to press in sometimes. If there would be anybody that rises up, and I'm just giving you one example, because the Lord could touch you in your bedroom. He could touch you at your house. The Lord's touched me on a dirt road. But if you're really hungry for a touch from God, and you say, Lord, I don't just want to be a Christian that, that slides my way into heaven. I want the fire. I want the fire. I want the fire. I want this gift of the Holy Ghost. Every time that you're here, press in with everything that you have. How many times, Pastor John, don't leave until you get the gift? You mean like on Sunday, I need to come and bury myself at the altar? Yes. Wednesday? Yes. Sunday again? Yes. Wednesday again? Yes. Sunday again? Yes. Wednesday again? Yes. Sunday again? Yes. Wednesday again? Yes. Until when? Until you come Till the Lord who doesn't look on the outward appearance but looks at a heart sees that you've come to the end of yourself. And he says the moment that you come to that place, the moment that your life becomes a, a, whole, a living sacrifice, you're alive, but you're a dead man that's walking. He said, I'll pour out my spirit and I'll, I'll send fire from heaven on that person. Hallelujah. I'm not talking about religious self-denial. Like religious Doing things out of religion. Trying to earn things from God. Are you guys with me? I'm not talking about trying to earn things with God religiously. Well, I'm, you know, if that's the case, then why don't we all just go take a bunch of whips like Martin Luther and start whipping ourselves? Obviously, that's ridiculous. I'm talking about hunger. Hunger. What will hunger do? It will drive you to that place. You know, why do some people not get anything out of fasting? Because they fasted religiously. They fasted because they were trying to earn some rapport with God and they were trying to make some transaction. I'll do this and then if I do this, then I'll get the anointing. Do you know the Bible says that grace, it, it can't be merited. It can't be earned. In fact, 
It says that when you go to work, you you earn a wage. But that's not how the free gift of God's grace is. It can't be earned. I can't do this for four hours, and then because I did it, God, there's a transaction where now he pays me with the anointing. It's a free gift, but there's only one qualification, hunger and thirst, desperation. And the thing is, is why do a lot of people, like they don't get anything out of fasting? Because they'll fast because they're told to. They'll fast because they don't want to be the one left out. They'll fast for all these other reasons. But they weren't more hungry for God than they were for food. The moment that you get something even out of fasting is when you become so hungry for God. You say, I'd rather pray than eat. You know, what if you got so hungry for the Lord? What if you needed financial breakthrough? You know why many people quit? Because of finances. Why If you look statistically, the amount of ministries that shut down. Brother Chance, you would probably, you know this, right? I mean, you know these type of statistics. It's by the thousands that shut down every year. People that quit every month. 1,600 a month. And a lot of it's due to finances. But can you imagine if you got in a tight spot, instead of quitting, instead of backing off and backing down, you decided, I must, must touch the hem of his garment. Instead of closing the doors, why don't I just pray and why don't I just fast until I receive an answer, until I get breakthrough, until the Lord does something in me that changes this situation forever? What if you got so desperate for God instead of, Lord, I need hand to mouth. I need a financial miracle. And then next week I need another financial miracle. And then I need another financial miracle. And then now I need another financial miracle. And then now I do again. And if I don't, then I'm just going to starve. And it's not, what if you finally came to the end where you said, Lord, I actually want you to do something in me that's so deep that it takes me to another level where I never walk in this problem again for the rest of my life. And then that hunger for God, it drives you to a place of seeking. You know, there's such a great work that God wants to do in the United States of America. My heart burns for this country. I would love to preach one day until Christ tears. I don't know how long we have. If I live to be an old man, I'd love to take the gospel all over the earth. I'd love for opportunities to do that. But my heart burns for America. That America shall be saved. There's such a great work that God wants to do in America. And that's why we need, we need time like this because it's not information. It's not just information that'll, that'll get it done. It's the fire in the people. The fire. Thank you, Jesus. You know, but the, you know that's the thing about it is it's not my free gift just to pick and choose to give away. He's the baptizer. And you'll begin to see God move in this way in this church. 
just when, when the hunger just is there all the time, when the people are just so hungry, they're so desperate for the Lord, they, he'll begin to touch them. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Father, I pray over the business owners, even of this church. I pray that the Holy Ghost would burn out every wrong motive. And that would set our hearts ablaze with a holy conviction. For people. Amen. For people. Lord, I, th- I pray. I mean, it is, but I pray that you would just keep that fire. As we go forward, even with our social media strategies and all of this stuff, that it's not about building a platform. It's not just about gaining a following. It's not about that. The, 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 the heartbeat is reaching people, seeing people transformed by the power of God. I thank you for that in advance. I can see it so clear in my spirit that people even encountering God over a mobile device in their hand and that the transformative power of the word of God goes to work in their life and people being set free and people being saved all across this nation. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Father, I pray that you would put eternity inside of people. There's people in this place that feel called to business. Because, guys, I'm telling you, it's leaving the church. The fire is leaving the four walls of the church. And it's getting in the people to go out into all spheres of society. And I pray, Lord, that, you know, the Bible says that God tests the heart like a man tests silver, like a man tests gold. You know, there's kind of two things. Number one, you test it to see what grade it is. You test it to see if it's real. You test it to see if it's authentic. God does that. He does a little scrape test. What's really in the heart. But the number two, a testing is like a refining. You look at that word, it's like a refining. It gets all the junk out. You boil it, all the sludge floats to the top, you refine it, it becomes pure. And I pray that you would do that, Lord. You would put eternity, you'd put heaven in the hearts of people in here that are called into that realm, that have that in their heart, to enter into that place, to come outside of these four walls and not just be a Christian that scrapes by and a Christian that barely makes heaven, but I'm talking a Christian that makes major impact, a Christian that walks on the blessing of Abraham, a Christian that is taking ground. And I thank you, Father, that you would begin to refine that purpose and refine that mission in every heart in this place in Jesus' name. Every person that fills that call, that you would refine it and that you would really just put the fire behind them. Put the fire in them, and it wouldn't just be their idea, but they would run with the anointing 
to do it. Because the Bible says in Deuteronomy 8.18, the Lord gives you the power to create wealth. And that power, so you shall receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you. Hallelujah. That's the power. That's the anointing. To do what? The anointing? I thought the anointing was just for preaching. I thought the anointing was just for praying. I thought the anointing was just for laying hands on people. No, there's a power, he said, to create wealth so that he can, he can verify the covenant that he's made with his people. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Father, I ask you to break our heart for souls in this church. Break our heart for souls. Put a fire for souls, for lost people in our hearts like that we couldn't make up, that we couldn't just do the right good works. Well, we need to win souls. Okay, well, let's go win souls. And we go and win some souls because we know we should and we know that that's what you want. But put a genuine conviction, a genuine burden, a heart, a fire, a passion for the lost in us to save those that are lost to rescue, you, rescue those out of darkness. Is this for anybody? Maybe that's your heart cry. I pray the Lord puts it in you tonight in Jesus' name. But the Lord put it in you in this place in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Hallelujah. 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 And I feel this in the name of Jesus. Listen to me. You don't have any problems because all you need is faith in God. I feel the anointing on that. You don't have one problem. All you need is faith in God. Maybe over here, you don't have any problems. All you need is faith in God. Hallelujah. Because faith solves every problem in Jesus' name. If you believe, nothing is impossible. I want you to just declare this. Say, I don't have financial problems because I have faith in God. <laughs> Come on, praise God for that. Say this, say, I don't have health problems because I have faith in God. <laughs> Hallelujah. Praise you, Jesus. One more time, say this, say, I don't have problems with the devil because I have faith in God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. I'm declaring it. If you believe God, you will be used by God in this last hour. Anybody that has faith will be used by God in this last hour. You will be used by God in this last hour. Hallelujah. <laughs> Hallelujah. I don't know if you've asked the Lord that. Lord, where, where, when are you going to say it to me, Lord? And the Lord says, here it is. You'll be used by God in the last hour.
Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Every person that begins to move forward in faith in what God's called you to do, watch as God comes behind you. Watch as the hand of God comes behind you. Thank you, Jesus. The hand of God will come behind you and push you forward in Jesus' name. In every area. In every area. Any area that you'll use your faith for, you will see resolution in every area in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I'm telling you guys, I've seen God in my short time. You know, the Bible says we overcome by the blood of the Lamb and the word of our testimony and not loving our life unto death. I'm telling you, we overcome because what God, what God, when you tell what God has done, it puts faith in people for them to realize he's not a respecter of persons. This word works. It's true. I've seen faith work. I've seen the word work. I've seen when my wife was diagnosed, I've seen God heal her body. I've seen God deliver my children. Amen. I told you guys, I had this weird thing come on me where I couldn't eat wheat. I couldn't eat gluten for two years. And I believe God. I never, well, you know, it's just, no, I believe God. As much as I hated it and much as I couldn't do it, I mean, I couldn't. I ate it. It, it was bad. I had problems all the time. I couldn't, I couldn't. But I, when I went into prayer and fasting in January, I, I'm telling you, there's a gift called faith. There's faith that comes by the word of God. Comes by the word. It comes through understanding. It comes through knowledge. It comes, you can read the word of God. You can see what's available to you. You can believe what's available to you. You can exercise faith. You can build your faith through the word of God. But there is also a supernatural gift of faith. I saw this gift, I think, the first time ever operate. I've seen it a few times. I, you know, the first time I ever got invited to preach anywhere in Idaho, they reached out to me, and they said, hey, will you come? I said, sure, I'll come. And they said, well, you're going to have to upfront your plane tickets. And I remember, I didn't have the money to upfront my plane tickets. I didn't tell the pastor that. You know, pastor, uh, amen, uh, I don't have the money. Because I preach, right? I preach the blessing of God. How can I go to your church and preach about the blessing of God? And then, well, and I just told you that I can't even get to your church because I don't, I don't have the blessing of God, I guess, you know. Well, I do, but you guys know what I'm saying, right? And I remember I was just believing the Lord. Okay, Lord, all right. Well, we're going. I was doing something very spiritual that, that afternoon. I was praying and fasting and praying in uh, rapid-fire tongues for 45... I'm just kidding. I was watching TV. I was watching TV. And I'm telling you, I can't even explain it other than like out of my spirit, something came on me. like, And it went through me and it hit me at the top of my head. And I went... Whew, I got up out of my chair and I went running out my front door. 
And I literally, I just spoke and I said, I command those plane tickets to come in in Jesus' name. Right now, come. That was it. As soon as I said those words, it left me. And then that night, we had Thursday night prayer. I came to the church and I got a text message from a loved one that said, hey, check your email. Check my email. Two round trip plane tickets to and fro, the place we were going to preach. They said, I was, you know, the Lord put it on my heart this morning that we just want to buy these plane tickets and sell them to you. Amen. Hallelujah. I told you that when my daughter was born, she was born white, born not breathing. They rushed her. They cut the cord, ran her off. And the same gift, the same thing, it hit me. The gift of faith hit me. And I walked right over to the side of her bed, and I was praying in tongues, and I said, in the name of Jesus, I command you to live. I slapped my hands, and I watched as her white body started. It, it started in the heels of her feet, turned pink, ran up her legs to the top of her head, and when it hit the top of her head, she began to scream and breathe. I'm telling you, so my point with this, whenever I was praying and fasting, it wasn't just like a mental ascend. You know what I'm talking about? It wasn't just me mentally agreeing with the word of God. When I went from praying and fasting, I got a hold of Isaiah, I believe it's 54. Is it 53, 54? 58? About fasting. Wow. Thanks, guys. I appreciate it. <laughs> You're like, this guy's the preacher? Isaiah 58, the Lord spoke to me about uh, your health, part of fasting. This is the fast that I have called. He goes on to say, part of the benefits of this fast is your health shall spring forth readily. I'm telling you guys, the same thing that hit me, hit me in my spirit for the plane tickets, hit me in my spirit for my daughter to come back, to start responding, resurrect from the dead. I have no idea. I don't know if she was dead. I have no idea what was going on. But I know she was laying there lifeless, white as a sheet, not moving. They rushed her off. They were calling in, screaming for help. And then I watched cut life come into her body. You know, it hit me, and I just boldly got this confidence. And I said, there's no way I'm fasting. There's no way I'm not going to eat for 21 days. And I'm coming out of the end of this thing, struggling with this. And it would hit me. And I was like, when I come out of this fast, I will not struggle with this any longer. It, it wasn't like, oh, yeah, say the right things. Say what Kenneth E. Hagin taught you. That's important. It's important to water your faith with your word and to speak faith and never speak doubt and unbelief out of your mouth. That's, that's absolutely true. But I'm telling you, it was more than that. It was a gift that hit me. And, I, I mean, it's just amazing. Like, I began to tell my wife, we went grocery shopping. She would go to pick up the gluten-free tortillas. Put those back. I don't need those anymore. Amen. And, you know, and it's true. I, I, it's been, what, a month? Almost a month. And, I mean, my goodness, I'm healed. Like, I, I, I was healed when Jesus took those stripes for me. But the gift of faith materialized that promise from God. Thank you, Jesus. 
Say the gift of faith. <laughs> Lord, I thank you for people in here. They've asked you for that gift. And I thank you in Jesus' name that you give that gift to them. And that everything that seems impossible becomes possible in Jesus' name. That they get immediate results. They get immediate breakthrough. Jesus didn't walk around in mental ascent. He walked around with the gift of faith that comes from the Holy Ghost. That's how he raised the dead. That's how he called Lazarus out of the tomb. That's how, he, you know, the working of Mary. It was, it was an operation of the Spirit of God. And I declare that operation. I declare that, that it's leaving the church house in Jesus' name. The idea that the anointing is just for the service and the anointing is for Sunday morning. I declare that Christians will begin to come out and begin to use the anointing and the Holy Spirit in every area of their life and see breakthrough. In business, in Jesus' name. In their family, in Jesus' name. You can use faith for anything. You can pray for anything. And if you believe that you receive it, you'll have it. Anything. Say anything. All things. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Mm. <laughs> James, can I pray for you? Come over here. Father, I just pray that his eyes would see the operation of the gift of faith. In Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Just put it in him right now, Lord. Touch him with the Holy Ghost. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Amen. 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 Praise God. Thank you, Lord. Praise God. Father, I thank you for her right here. Anoint her. Put a grace on her to bring in young people, college-age people into this church in Jesus' name. <laughs> Hallelujah. You know, anybody can be used by God. Anybody. But you know why God right now seems to be using young people is because they're not set in their ways. And listen to me. I'm not saying that God's only using young people. So if you're not young, you know, whatever, by the world standards that you're not going to be used by God. That's not what I'm saying. But what I am saying is that there's a lot of people that they're just, they, re, they, re, they refuse 
to yield the way that God's asking them to yield. They're set in their ways. There's people that have that mindset. Oh, I've lived my whole life. I ain't changing now. Praise God. I don't care what they say. I don't care what you do. I don't care what the Bible says. I'm not. And they just dig their heels in. And the thing about young people is they haven't grown up. You know, it's amazing because people are like Generation Z. Oh, man, they're the worst. Holy cow, look what they're doing. But yet God's, I mean, God's going to use them in such a mighty way because where darkness abounds, where sin abounds, that much more will grace abound. That light came into the world and the darkness can never extinguish it. In Jesus' name, the light of the gospel is going to hit our generation. The millennials, Generation Z, in Jesus' name. Well, they're so lost. Yeah, they're lost, but God's going to use them mightily. And one of the main reasons is because they don't have the religion. They don't have the religion. They don't have to be coached into the baptism of the Holy Ghost for 15 years. Are you with me? Because someone convinced them their whole life that it wasn't for them and that, nope, I'm just not going to do it. They're just like, you know, they're used to whatever. Smoking hookah pens and doing all, drinking, eating Tide Pods. Sure, I'll, I'll speak in tongues. I think I was speaking in the devil's tongues at a party last weekend. Why not? Why not? You know? <laughs> And anybody can be touched by God, and anybody can be used by God, but you you have to break off the old. New wine cannot fit into old wineskins. It will break the wineskins. New wine, say new wine, must go into new wineskins. So say, Father, make me a new wineskin. Hallelujah. So I can drink the new wine. Amen. Hallelujah. Guys, I'm telling you, listen to this. There's there's older people There's older people that their business, their life, I mean everything, they won't be able to prosper. Because they, they cannot see how God wants to reach people on social media. They think, like, that's stupid, that's dumb, they have this old way of thinking, and they don't understand how much God's heart is invested in reaching people on those platforms. God can't do that. God can't reach people through that. Yes, he can. I promise you he can. I promise you he can. I promise you there will be young people that get baptized in the Holy Ghost from watching a stupid TikTok video. I promise you that they will. Because God will reach hungry people. And, you know, so they'll reject that. They'll reject the new thing. They'll reject something that God's trying to do because of some old way of thinking. And, you know, if they would just come into this thing and they would understand what God's doing, then they would be, wow, God can use you to fund it. God can use you to bless it. God can use you in it. 
I don't believe that's anybody in this church. I, I don't know why I'm saying that. I just feel the Holy Ghost telling me to say that. There's going to be people that turn on a stupid YouTube short video and begin to weep. They'll see this goofy picture of Jesus Christ in the background of some crazy dude talking, and when they look at him, they'll start to weep. I'm, I'm telling you this by the Spirit of God. They'll begin to weep. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Lord, I pray every person, let the fire of God come on every person in this church. Let the wind of God blow behind the efforts of every person in this church that has purposed in their heart to be used by you and to do the work of their father. To be about the king's business. Let the wind of heaven blow behind their efforts. Every effort. Let it be saturated in the favor of God. In Jesus' name. Where everywhere they go and everything that they do shall prosper. It shall be blessed. They shall experience open doors and favor in the name of Jesus. For in the last days, the mountain of the Lord shall be the highest mountain of them all, declares the Lord. <laughs> Hallelujah. I think God's sick of it. I think God's sick of, I mean, look at that, man. You're going to flood the Grammys with some satanic ritual. You know what I'm going to do? I'm going to flood the news with revival. You had to look at that ugly devil for 35 seconds. I'm going to make you look at the Holy Ghost for the next 14 weeks, declares the Lord. In Jesus' name, because it will not stop in Kentucky. It will not stop. It will spread. And the footage will spread. The coverage will spread in Jesus' name. And the Lord said, the devil made you watch his stupid junk. Now watch. Watch. Watch what I do. Thank you, Jesus. <laughs> Man, the, the devil's tried to convince America that nobody believes in God, that it's all just a bunch of fairy tale, that people have grown too wise. We don't need God. We don't believe in revival. We don't believe in none of that. That was for less intelligent people of the olden days. Now it's sweeping across this nation. And God's humbling that. Oh my gosh, it's just, it's everywhere. It's everywhere. It's all over the college campuses. These college kids that the devil's tried so hard to indoctrinate and drive God out of them, they're, 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 it's literally they're on their knees, believing God for revival, believing God for a move on their campus. 
What does that tell you? The devil's a failure. All he ever does is fail. All he can do is lose every single time. Do you believe that? The devil's a failure. That's why we're not running from the devil. He's a failure. He's defeated. He will lose. He's always lost. He'll always keep losing in Jesus' name. Because the Spirit of God that's in the church is greater than this. Any spirit that's in this world. The Holy Ghost in you is greater than any principality. It's greater than any power. It's greater than any ruler. It's greater than any authority. It's greater than any power at all in the seen world and in the unseen world. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Praise you, Jesus. That the church is not going to fade away into the background of America. Now, this next chapter will be the greatest explosion of the church in American history. I'm telling you that by the anointing of God. This next chapter of American history will be marked by the greatest explosion of the body of Christ. It'll be greater than the first great awakening. It'll be greater than the second great awakening. Guys, I'm telling you, it's like a coming together. Did you guys see that that Brownsville's having revival again? Brownsville, the church, has busted out into revival. Now what happened at Kentucky is happening at their church, Brownsville, where the Brownsville revival took place. And you actually kind of, I'm telling you, watch, watch what takes place in Los Angeles because of Azusa Street. I saw it at Baylor. I've seen it all over the place. And, and I'm telling you, it's like all of these places where you've had revival, right? Azuzu, it was like the, the hot spot. Brownsville, it was the hot spot. Now, what do you see? The glory of the latter rain. The rain of the latter, it shall be more glorious than the former. It's like a coming together of all of it. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. And I have some good news because not only do we carry revival with us today, but you guys know Angelina County's had revival. In fact, we were looking through some history books that my wife's family gave property. A revival broke out in central Texas about 100 years ago. And my wife's family gave the property after that revival for a, a permanent church to be built. And then you hear stories like that. Like, I mean, it just, it's amazing because there's, it's going to happen in all these places. We're not, yeah, it's happening. We're not waiting on God. I'm telling you, God is just waiting on the army of the Lord to rise up and claim what's ours. And we're doing it in Jesus' name. I'm not sitting here saying, well, we're not doing it. We need to know we're doing it in Jesus' name. And watch, watch the explosion of God come behind. Not only what we're doing, what others are doing. Thank you, Lord. We believe it. We receive it in Jesus' name. We declare it. Lord, bless them for being hearers of the word in Jesus' name. If you would like to sow a seed or partner with this work that the Lord is doing, 
Check out the description of this podcast or go to www.rhctx.com forward slash give. You can find all the ways to give on that page. Thank you so much for tuning into this podcast. Until next time, this is John Wallace.